Alright, some more turbo thoughts on insane abundance. So what is insane abundance? Why does it matter? Etc. So the first thought about insane abundance is like the best way to think about life is only hyper super abundant. So for example, um, currently speaking, right? It's like there's a lot of things to hate about the burbs in America, but if you have Amazon and you got the Costco Business Center and you got a gym, you could do anything you want. It's like so much insane abundance and it's like, you got, you got the iPhone, you got the internet, you got the Wi-Fi's. I'm like, bro, what else do you really need, right? Um, and I think the way to feel insane abundance is you also need insane health. What is insane health? Insane health is getting your ass to bed at like 8.30 p.m. in the evening or 7.30 p.m. Sleeping, waking up naturally without the aid of alarm clock. I think last night we went to bed at like 8.30 p.m. and then woke up naturally this morning at like 6.30. Um, and uh, a life where you're maximally just kind of out and about. So something I've also discovered, what is the best road to being miserable and unhappy? It's just being at home all day. Uh, or even worse, being in the office all day. I think the best life is a life with maximal dynamicness movement. So I call it uh, suburban island hopping where if you're stuck in the burbs, right? The most virtuous thing you do is get your kid in the car, go to the local park, play with him for like five, 10 minutes, jump back in the car, go to the next location, use the toilet, play with him a little, do a little touring, jump in the car, go back to the next set. So it's like urban archipelagos where each little location is its own little mini island archipelago and just kind of play around and have fun at it and just kind of keep going. Um, my ultimate uh, yeah that would that would that'd be a quite good existence. Um, so just think to yourself, also um, pro tip on Amazon, order the called fresh roasted coffee, get the Ethiopia Yurga Chefi light roast. It's like a fucking huge ass like five pound bag. For me only like 30, 40 bucks. And it's like, you know, you get those like, you know, kind of those like uh, new wave, third wave coffee roast. You get the tiny little bag for like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I'm like, nah, just, just go ahead and get the five pounder. Um, and then so in a day, if you have enough coffee, you have enough caffeine, uh, matcha green tea powder is also a good thing. You got enough clean water, get good sleep, get some good sun, maximum UV exposure during the winter time. Got the gym, got your kid. Bro, what else do you need, right? Like, you don't need nothing else, right? Um, even nowadays, like, even if someone gifted me a Lambo, the intelligent thing would be to say, no, no, thank you. Even if somebody gifted me a Tesla, like a brand new plaid, whether a Model S or a Model X, 
accept it? Maybe how do I accept it? Gotta get registered, gotta get the insurance, gotta figure out how to get the charging set up at the house. Kind of a P-I-T-A, pain in the butt, okay? Um, so yeah, and I think uh, if you think about insane abundance, the upshot of all of this is that you could do more epic, insane innovation and uh, finish Jeff Bezos' Invent and Wonder book. If you already know it's going to succeed beforehand, it's not an experiment, nor is it innovation. And I don't like to think of it as a quote-unquote failure. To fail just means to fall. Um, it's like certain things manifest the way that you want it to manifest certain things don't and even if things do manifest the way you wanted them to be it's kind of like anticlimactic so for example um, I've been working my rack pulls at the gym uh, a few days ago I was finally able to hit the six plates and 25 on each I was at 635 pounds and that was like my goal for a while in the beginning I couldn't even I couldn't even lift it up my grip strength or my strength strength wasn't strong enough and now I could do it I did it I done did it and it, like you know I was happy about it but it's kind of like eh that's cool but then it's like now I gotta toss on a 2.5 on each side or a 5 go with 7 plates then 8 plates the 10 plates whatever it is um, um, and yeah so it's uh, it's kind of interesting because even whether you're successful or not it almost doesn't matter what I think matters more is your own personal enthusiasm your appetite for risk and your desire to experience experiment and you know reading event one man america is so bad for so many things but it's really the best place in the world i think for innovation entrepreneurship risk-taking and culturally it's not so bad when it comes to risk-taking i mean there you know a lot of americans still do don't want to look like a quote cool, cool failure but at the same time compared to other countries is still um, we're still better off uh, and so the question is can the American ethos be exported yes I think it can I think um, you know even I met some dudes at Cuba like they do CrossFit they have a VPN there they stream Netflix and this once again this is Cuba this is my uh, server at a restaurant so I think to be American actually I don't really think of it as a nationality I see it as like an attitude being an American is attitude right and like for example Arnold Schwarzenegger is from Austria not Australia Austria the place next to Germany right but he is kind of like the quintessential American bodybuilder I mean all modern-day bodybuilding action films stems from him we should be very grateful to him uh, Sylvester Stallone I think is Italian which is hilarious just ask me is that are Italian people quote quote white Initially, when they first came to America, they were kind of seen as like the, the Mexicans of America, where they're just like, oh, kind of like cheap laborers, whatever. Also, another thing, too, when Irish people first came to America, they were also not seen as quote, quote, white, lots of racism towards them. But then, you know, any generation that stays in America for several generations essentially becomes white. Interesting thought I had. Even if you're a really, really, really rich South Asian, Indian person, Pakistani person in uh, America, at this point, in Silicon Valley, have a nice job, Palo Alto, buy a house, whatever, 
you're technically white too, which is interesting. So what does it mean to be Koko white? It's not an ethnicity, nor is it even about being Caucasian. It's more about like how rich and successful you are slash how many generations your family's done been here. Like even Japanese people who've been here for like four or five, six generations, they're not technically quote unquote Asian no more either or Japanese. They're technically, they're just American. Like even what his name, Robert Kiyosaki, the guy who does the Rich Dad Poor Dad, he is effectively the quintessential American and you know, the, the dude's like Japanese American, right? So it's good news for all of us, right? Next time someone's gonna ask me what I am, you know, I'm like, I'm white. <laughs> they gonna look at you, me like, no you're not. And I'm like, yeah I am, <laughs> prove it, <laughs> right? So once again, this is why I don't like the whole racial politics, like you white, you black, because when you call somebody black, you're not calling them African-American, you're just saying that like, your poor, social, lower socioeconomic status, you're ignorant, um, use, you know, lesser than me. So as long as people call people white and black, you're essentially creating new um, bad forms of hierarchy, which are quite counterproductive, right? Like, even if you think about Beyonce, so successful, and da -da -da. is Beyonce even black anymore? I don't think so. She's like, you can even think of her as white, right? Like, she's pop queen right um even kim kardashian right i don't even know what her family background is i mean some sort of ethnic kardashian is that somewhere in middle east was that like persian or something i don't even know but we look at kim kardashian like she white right the kardashians we see them as a cool, cool white family even though they're not caucasian in the typical sense right um and yeah so I think to be American is to have audacity, courage, and love for risk-taking. I think there's definitely a focus around media towards individuality, towards um, kind of like... I like it that in America, it's like there is definitely this like cult of the individual or cult of self, um, which means... Every individual wants to become a star. And I think this is a good thing. The road is not through social media or the YouTubes or whatever, but actually through building up your own name, your own platform, like, uh, you know, own your first name and last name. Like, I, for example, Cindy bought me the domain name erickim.com. I, I own erickim.com. If you want to email me, my email is eric at erickim.com. So that looks so much more gangster than the basic, like, da -da 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 at gmail.com. It's funny because, like, initially Gmail was sexy, but now it's like, it's almost as basic as having, like, a an AOL account. Like, if I meet some sort of successful person, they give me their Gmail, I'm like, bro, you're not really successful. Use ba 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 ba. Not, not entrepreneurial. I, I I give more faith when people have a an email that is at their own domain. Even better yet, their own name, right? Like <laughs> even the Jeff Jeff Bezos email, right? Is what Jeff at Amazon.com. Like yo, that's gangster. Keep it gangster. Um, so yeah, just own your own domain if you can't purchase your first and last name. Maybe it's not a bad idea to add a, a hyphen. Like my friend, I um, built him a website, timothy-flanagan.com. 
So, you know, I don't think I helped him set up his email, but a good email will be like Tim at Timothy.flight.com. And once again, it's a good branding thing where ultimate Coco brand is your name. Even the notion of branding, it's like literally like cattlemen where they would have the brand, like the, the iron hot poker, and they would brand their name into their cattle to show who the cattle belonged to. So to brand something, like, so people's like, uh, brand yourself. It's like, it's like, would you let any sort of foreign entity forcibly hot poker their brand into your butt? Probably not. Not a good idea in my book. Um, So ultimately, no, at the end of the day, the best brand name is your first last name. Even a pro tip, like, everyone wants to wear the Balenciaga shirt and Louis Vuitton. Just like, go to Spreadshirt.com. Why not just print out a shirt with your own first and last name on it? Like, that would be the best. Like, don't wear a LeBron jersey or, like, why do people not have pride in their own names? It's kind of uh, funny, right? Um, or turn your first and last name into a concept to So for example, everyone's all about the LV, right? We love the LV. Does anyone even know who Louis Vuitton is? What is a Louis Vuitton, right? Or what is a, what is a, like Kanye said, what is a Versace? What is a Badenciaga, right? It was a dude, right? Um, <laughs> So like hyphenate your name, right? Like Eric Kim, I don't want to be known as Eric Kim, I want to be EK. Become a concept. Like uh, Richard Milley, right? People don't actually know Richard Milley is actually a real dude. Or Richard Mill, whatever they want to call him. Richard Milley Costalembo. Um, so, even this is the best thing about Kanye West is that like, you don't have to call him Kanye West. You can just say Kanye, because ain't nobody have the first name Kanye, which is which is super cool. Um, or just Ye, when people's like, you want to be known on the, the list, it's like Ye. Also the funny thing, and this is where, as much as people like hate and criticize Kanye, whatever, right? Let's say there's somebody who's being interviewed on some like hip hop you know, show or podcast or something, right? And then they say they're associated with Kanye. Sooner or later, the interviewer is going to ask like, oh, so, you know, how's Ye doing? So. You know he's influential when other people be interviewed on other interviews and then your name or personality gets mentioned. So, you know, the ultimate route to power, at least on the internet or America, whatever, it's, it's definitely influence. Um, power is influence and uh, it's more important than money because once you're influential, it's pretty easy to make money. But if you have money, it's actually difficult to be influential. True tip. So a lot of people who become rich through random means, being a doctor or a dentist or whatever, and then they want to use their money to become influential, rarely ever get it. Like even there's some people in Silicon Valley I know who, you know, you know, older than me, you know, 
adopted the tech startup thing, sold it for a bunch of millions of dollars and stuff like that. And then now they want to brand themselves as some sort of influential, famous, successful person. Um, but never get the fame or the influence because ironically enough, money cannot buy fame. I think once you become famous, not always, but sometimes the money follows usually. Well, it's funny too, cause like in America, right? Like being famous, I think is actually more important than being rich. Cause like being rich is just typically a signal that the person is famous. Um, also the thing too about fame, right? Fame is good, but there's a caveat. It's good to be really, really famous in a super small niche, like you know, be an Eric Kim in the realm of photography or street photography, right? Um, and so if I go to a camera shop, typically people usually like people, you know, know who I is, right? But then if I just go to like Costco or I go to the gym, nobody knows who I am. So it's kind of nice where you're kind of like well-known in some regards, so it's good for your self-esteem. But in everyday living, use anonymous and you could enjoy your privacy. Like I would hate being a Tom Cruise or a Brad Pitt. Like I can't even go to Whole Foods with my kid by myself to just pick up a random thing without getting mobbed, right? Um, or you could be like, future right ski mask cover my face up like maybe it's better if you're a celebrity to walk around with a ski mask and sunglasses on right then people really don't know who you is right but the funny thing is the more you try to cover up the more people try to figure out who you are okay uh also funny thought you know how rappers are really not successful why i was on a plane i ain't finna name his name because it's kind of embarrassing i was on a delta flight just like coming out of atlanta right and a very famous rapper comes in, Delta. I'm like, bro, if he is a really a famous rapper, then like, flying Delta, I'm like, don't you got a private jet? So don't trust rappers. Uh, there is no rich rapper whose cell phone, nope. The only ones probably we could trust include uh, Jay-Z because He owns his name, right? Uh, Kanye, because he's made his fortune outside of money. It's funny, when people call somebody crazy, right? What does that mean? That just means they speak their mind. And they have the courage to speak their mind, essentially, right? And you know, everyone calls like, oh, Kanye's bipolar, schizophrenic. I'm like, I think. Whenever people call somebody bipolar, it's like, or they try to give you some sort of diagnosis about like a certain mental condition. Um, it could either be a sign that a person's in poor health, just physiological poor health, and then the mental health uh, deteriorates. So for example, if you're chronically high on methamphetamines and sleeping two hours a night, physiologically, like physically, your body is gonna be very unwell, and therefore your mind is also gonna do wacky things. But I don't think anyone is like really just like born bipolar or whatever. I think it's just like when a psychologist or a psychiatrist can't figure out what you got, they just slap a slap a thing on you, right? Um, the, yeah, but anyways. So, and also I have a theory too where like um, even like schizophrenia, I don't think it's actually a mental condition. I think actually there's some other physical, physiological disease you have or infection you have or something, which 
then your mind does start to do bizarre wacky things because your body's health is poor or deteriorating whatever uh, so yeah just uh, when people call somebody crazy it's just because like that person has a basic thinking and just cannot understand the nuances or subtleties of um, differentness um, also another pro tip is I think the best way to approach life is just to never like criticize or critique nobody it's just like if you don't care for them just don't say anything because like the funny thing is when you criticize or critique somebody you actually give them more fame and influence so for example uh, Donald Trump the, the first election cycle right I think he got like a trillion dollars worth of free advertising because liberal media would always highlight the, the most egregious thing he said recently on Twitter. Um, also, it was good. I'm sure it's good for a Twitter stock. Uh, <laughs> as much as Jack doesn't like it, Donald Trump saved Twitter. Um, and then now that Elon Musk, he, 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 he done saved it too. Um, and... If you really don't like something or someone, just don't mention it or else you're giving them free press, right? Like, <laughs> like, once again, I was at the gym, right? Let, let's, da, 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 I mentioned Kanye music, right? And they're like, dude, bro, don't you hear Kanye crazy says, man? Like, I like Hitler or somebody. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like the biggest Kanye fan that I know. And I'm just like, Eric, don't get tempted. Don't get tempted to Google it because that's going to take you down a very bad, dark rabbit hole. Ain't, it ain't, uh, ain't worth it um, a good way to think about like controversy or conspiracy theories or whatever okay what did you buy out is and this is where it's a good way to build your uh, mental power willpower or your intelligence is critical thinking just think to yourself even if it were true does it really matter in my own personal life so for example let's say the moon landings were faked like now we would you come to me with that Let's say the, the moon landings were indeed faked. Like, what does that have to do with my, my daily life? It has absolutely nothing to do with my daily life, right? Um, or let's say, you know, person X said X, Y, Z. Like, what does that have to do with my daily life? It has nothing to do with my daily life. So I think it just distracts you. The most important thing for you to do with your physiological mind and space is to write, blog, vlog, um, make photos, make videos, whatever you want to do. You want to create, you want to be a creator. Even the notion of working, it's supposed to actually mean to make. Right? To work is not to answer emails or send emails. That's, that's like, it's like, <laughs> you're like being like a e-slave. <laughs> you're not just like a, you're like a electronic digital slave, right? Um, Actually, the funny thing too, what, what is a consultant? This is what I discovered. A consultant is a digital or internet-based or is essentially um, a scapegoat. I mean, the, the way I figured out consulting was apparently consultants and banks and corporations are all in bed together. And whenever uh, a company or corporation tries to do something super duper unsavory or risky in a foolish way and they want to cover their butts, they hire a consultant which is kind of low-key employed through the bank. And if said company, you know, goes under, they could blame it on the consultant or the consulting company for not having predicted about like Six Sigma event or something like that. 
and yeah, you, you just don't want to be a slave. You don't want to be a digital slave. It's a a good way to think about it is how do you know if you're free? If you could go days, weeks, months, years without even opening up your email inbox or check your email or sending email, then you know use free. Or if you could live without a phone, right? Like even one of my friends, right? Very successful in Silicon Valley. He's like, you know, making good money. He bought a house, whatever. It's like, he can't wake up in the morning without checking his messages to see if his boss needs something immediate from him. So even though he's successful, he don't got the freedom and freedom is our number one uh, priority and goal. And then the question is, what do you do once you have the freedom, right? Then once again, I think it's towards like artistic, philosophical, like even having the privilege of just going to the gym every single day or going to the gym when you want to, I think it's a huge privilege. Like the question is, like, once, you use, once you got the fire, financial, uh, retire, once you retired, whatever, um, what do you do with your life? Go to the gym. I think it's a virtuous way to spend your time. Lift weights, get swole. Um, write books, read books. It's funny because like people's like, reading is my passion. I love to read, right? I think one should only read 10% of their time and write 90% of the time. I think uh, once you're once you're already all created out or written out or you know maxed out the gym then maybe reading is a good way to just recharge some of your energies. But the point of life isn't just to keep reading and reading and reading. I think the point of life is to write, right? Like the... Reading books as an inspiration to write, I think I think it's good. Um, but even our best friend Nietzsche said, some scholars or thinkers must read in order to think, and he thinks that's a, a bad thing. I would probably agree because the thoughts are not quite filtered. So if you immediately read um, a new book about anything and then you write about it, it's still good that you've written about it, but the thoughts haven't been distilled and filtered or um, digested in your mind or your stomach long enough, so it's not truthy. So I would actually say, you know, I don't know how old you are, right, but then you still have many years of life experience. Sometimes the best thing to, to, to just write about is just your own personal life experiences. Because if you write about your life experiences, nobody could falsify your life experiences because you're the one who's lived it. Um, and it's probably the most honest way to approach things because you know yourself the best more than any other human being out there. Um, and the reason why I don't really trust anybody is that A, people don't really know themselves. B, they might misremember. C, they might over-exaggerate or under-exaggerate. Um, oh, it looks like gas prices are going down. Good time for gas. The future ain't electric, it's gasoline. Um, I don't even think it's like... If you need a, uh, a new car right now, maybe it is a good time to buy a gas guzzler. <laughs> People are just trying to ditch it to buy the Tesla. It's like, you always gotta go opposite. When everyone's buying the Tesla, you gotta buy the V8 engine with the, the premium gas. That's gangsta. Get the V10 or the V-dub. Um, 
my actually the funny thing is nowadays really really rich people okay okay thank you uh, <laughs> you go to really really rich areas right the really 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 rich people they don't drive electric cars <laughs> they all drive the the Bentleys the the Rolls Royces the the Land Rovers my thought is actually in the future 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 gasoline cars will still be around but they'll only be reserved for the ultra rich and elite and it's, it's going to be a flex that like you're rich enough to actually pay for and afford gas whereas electric is going to be the the new commoners thing um, it's kind of like hiking and outdoorsy stuff like you think about rai right <laughs> it's so funny because hiking mountaineering being out it's both the most free cheapest thing that any poor person could do or the most rich, rich and elite activity where one spends like, you know, a thousand bucks on an Arc'teryx jacket and um, Gore-Tex things to go on. It's funny, like we went to, did a workshop in Sapa in Vietnam, the mountains, we're all wearing our Gore-Tex and stuff. You see these like scrappy ass kids just walking around flip-flops, you know, light sweater. <laughs> we're all bundles up in like three down jackets. Also from an entrepreneurial and innovation perspective, the best route is grabbiness.